Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Today's an exciting day. I'm just, I'm telling you, I am so pumped up. I get so excited when the church says, you know what? We're going to make a difference for the kingdom of God. That's what it's all about, isn't it? You know what Jesus said, I'm building my church. And whenever we get excited about being a part of what Jesus is doing, you know he's in on that and the Holy Spirit's there and there's a little fire behind it. And who knows what can happen as we step out in faith. Hello, people. Are you pumped up? So good. Now, I want to encourage you right now to grab the missions card on your seat, if you would. And if you're watching online, you can go to jamesriver.church missions or go to the app. And I'm just asking you to, to look at this, to hold it, and to be praying as I'm talking about what we're going to be doing for missions, because really this is an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. That's what today is all about. It's about God saying, you know what? I'm speaking to your heart. I want to use you. And then us saying, yes, Lord, I'm willing to be used. And so as I'm talking, be praying because today is a significant day. And it's about missions giving. And if you're not familiar with missions giving, that's over and above our regular tithe and offerings. Sometimes we get opportunities to be a part of kingdom giving. That's over and above our regular giving. If you're giving to Welcome to the Future, some of you made a heroic pledge to Welcome to the Future. And thank you so much. Can we give a clap for Welcome to the Future? So exciting what God is doing. And so as we're talking, maybe you're finishing up your pledge, you're still working on your pledge. As we're talking about missions, maybe you're thinking, I don't know if I can do both or I don't know if I can do as much. I want to encourage you right now. All those dollars are kingdom dollars. And we're asking you to complete your welcome to the future pledge to make that priority. But you know God sees that and you are building the church in a major way. So thank you so much. One more time, give a hand for welcome to the future. Super cool. And so today is a significant moment because we're talking about uh, reaching the world for Christ and we're talking about reaching our country for Christ. And as we think about missions, and maybe you're not familiar with the concept of missions, Jesus said this, and I think it's a great verse to help us understand what missions is all about. He says this in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and in the, to the ends of the earth. So what, what is missions? That helps us understand understand it. First of all, it's to Jerusalem. That's the place we live. That's our workplace. That's our neighborhoods. It's a place where we're at. Then it's to Judea and Samaria. That's our region and our country. Missions is God's heart and missions is about reaching our country. And then to the ends of the earth, to places like Burundi or Myanmar or Ethiopia. And so today I want to talk to you about reaching Judea and Samaria, our region and our country. And I'm excited because we're going to plant 20 churches here in the U.S. It's going to be awesome to see what God does. Now, maybe as I say that, you're like, man, a lot of people are clapping a lot, and that's really great, and I know we're all excited and pumped, but why? Why is this so exciting? Why, why should we get excited about planting churches? What's the big deal about that? And that's a great question. And I would say this, the first thing you need to know is planting churches is the biblical model for reaching people. 
Planting, the early church was a church planting machine, all right? The apostle Paul personally planted 14 to 20 churches and then raised up leaders to plant more. How many know the apostle Paul was an absolute boss, all right? He was the man. He was a church planting machine. You know what? When Peter wanted to reach people, what did he do? He planted churches. When the Apostle John wanted to reach people, he planted churches. Paul, when, he write, when he's writing letters, like half of the New Testament, it's church planting letters. It's a letter to the church plant in Thessalonica, a letter to the church plant in Ephesus, a letter to the church plant in Philippi. Because the early church was a church planting machine and they did that because that was effective. How many of you know the early church was very good at reaching people? And that's why we're planting churches, because it's the biblical model, but it's statistically a very effective way to reach people. In fact, Tim Keller, when he was writing an article called Why Plant Churches, he said this, dozens of denominational studies have confirmed that the average new church gains most of its members, 60 to 80%, from the ranks of people who are not attending a worshiping body. What's he saying? He's saying 60 to 80% of the people that new church plants attract are unchurched people. They're like an unchurched people magnet when you plant a church. It's a super effective way to reach the unchurched. As well, when you think about a, a church plant, most established churches, it takes five people for every one person who gives their heart to Christ in the average established church. But in a church plant, it takes two people. For every two people, one person gives their heart to Christ. That is a three 100% increased. How great is that? And we're going to be doing that. We're going to be planting churches. And it's really exciting to think about how effective they are. They're super effective. You think of a church we planted back in 2019, we implanted with Don and Jamie Champion, and they were planting Highmark Church in Fisher, Indiana. And in the first nine months, 42 people gave their hearts to Christ. Now listen to this. This is really cool. They started in a school, then they grew and moved into an embassy suites. And this month they moved into their own building, which is so awesome. And we were part of that. And they have a goal to reach more people than ever before this year. That's the power of a church plant. It's, it's, got, it's not just like a one-time thing. You're planting a church in a place where its impact is gonna continue to grow. I think a great picture of that is Summit Park Church. We were part of planting Summit Park Church with Scott and Jen Obrimsky, Lee Summit, Missouri, 2014. And if you wanna see a picture of the impact, you know, when you're like, man, what is my giving gonna do when I plant a church? The impact, the long-term impact that continues to grow, I think it's a great picture. I wanna show you this video. Hey James River, Scott and Jen here, lead pastors of Summit Park Church in Lee Summit, Missouri. Eight years ago, we felt a call from God to step out in faith and plant Summit Park Church here in the Kansas City area. One of the coolest things for us was how Pastor John and Debbie and you as a church rallied around us, prayed for us, invested in us financially, and sent us out to Kansas City to help more people find and follow Jesus. We started meeting with about 100 people in a community center, and in just over two years, we were averaging almost 700 people when we moved into our first facility. 
We've seen countless miracles in the lives of people, people finding faith, marriages getting restored, and families being transformed. And now today, we are in two campuses, and over the last seven years, we've seen 639 people get baptized and 2,467 people make decisions for Christ. Thank you, James River Church. All of this is because you invested in a dream. You invested in a church plan. And we can't thank you enough, and we can't wait to see all that God is going to continue to do in the future. Come on, can we give God some praise? I love that. But some of you were a part of planting Summit Park through your giving. And to think 2,467 people know Jesus now because you gave to a church plant, and that's just one church plant. That's the power of church planting. You know, Jesus said, I'll build my church. He said he's, that's what he's a part of, and that's going to be effective. And we see that over and over again in churches that we planted where God is moving, where the Holy Spirit breathes on a group of people in a city, and it makes a huge difference. And so today, as you're thinking about missions giving, I want to encourage you, maybe you've never done this before, to think less in terms of finances and more in terms of results. God, what? What if? God, what if you breathe on this? God, what if you do something? What could happen through my giving? It, that, when we think in terms of results, it changes our thinking. I, I think some people gave to Fisher, Indiana, to 2019, and that church they, they were a part of when we planted churches then. And they, to think now there are going to be people that are in heaven because you gave. People that welcome you when you get to heaven. In fact, Jesus said as much, and I love this thought. He says this in Luke chapter 16. Use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves. So when it's gone, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings. You know, someday we're all going to be in heaven, and that's a great thought. And we can do everything better in heaven except reach the lost. And Jesus is reminding us of that because he's saying, you know what, one day it's going to be gone. One day we're all going to either Jesus is going to come back and we can't take it with us, or we're going to die and he, we're going to be in heaven and we can't take it with us. So one day it's going to be gone. But when you use your finances, when you use your resources for the kingdom, there are going to be people that welcome you into heaven because you gave. People that say, you know what, I'm here. My life was a wreck, but it got turned around because of a church plant you invested in. And I'm here because you gave. And thank you so much. How many of you want that to be your story in heaven? I know I do. And it's exciting to think about that. I love when you think about doing things that actually last for eternity. What a great thought that as believers, we don't, everything we do isn't temporary, that we can have eternal impact. And it's effective because Jesus says it's going to be effective. In Matthew, Jesus says this. He says, I will build my church. I love that. What's Jesus doing? He's building his church. What's Jesus about? Building the church. What's his heart? The church. Where's he at today? Oh, he's in church. He's right here with us. That's why if you need a miracle today, you are in the right place. If you're watching online today, you can get ready because Jesus said, I'm here because I'm building my church. Jesus loves the church. I think a, a scripture that brings that out in the best way is in Ephesians chapter one. It says at the center of all of this, what's all of this? 
It's Christ's redemptive work, what Christ is doing on the earth. What's at the center of it? Christ rules the church. It gives me a little emotional every time because the church is such a beautiful thing. It's the place where Christ says, that's where I want to be. That's what I'm building. That's why we never tear down the church because that's Christ's bride. That's what he's about. That's why we get excited about giving to the church because Jesus said, that's the apple of my eye. And then we get to join in with what he's doing. Christ rules the church. The church you see is not peripheral to the world. The world's peripheral to the church. You know, the world thinks they got what's going on, but that's, the, that's not kingdom thinking. Kingdom thinking is the church is happening and the world's outside of it. Hello. That's a whole message in itself. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. And so when we build the church, when we say, God, I want to be a part of building your church. God, I want to be where you're at. We are. We join Jesus with what he's doing. We become a part of what he, he's doing. We get the joy of being used by God to do what God is doing. And that's why it's supernatural. You want to see God work supernaturally in your life? Become a church builder. You want to see God work supernaturally in your life? Get a heart for the church because that's where Jesus' heart is. What a wonderful thing. And he actually invites us to be a part of what he's doing. And then he says something really cool. Because it's one thing if Jesus is like, I'm building my church and it just might happen. Something might happen. I'm really hoping it's going to go well. You know, <laughs> Jesus talking. He doesn't say stuff like that. Tough crowd, all right? <laughs> He says, you know what? It's going to be effective. Oh, you want a good investment? You want to invest your time in something good? You want to invest your finances in something? Hey, put it in the church because Jesus said it will be effective. What's he say? He says, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, I don't know what you think about when you think about the gates of hell, but think about a gate. What's a gate? It shuts something up. It holds something back. It's a stronghold. It's a place where there's an obstacle that seems it can't be moved because it's an obstacle from hell. But Jesus says, you know what? You see something like that. Maybe you think of a place. Maybe you think of somebody's life. Maybe you think of a city. Jesus says, you know what? When I put a church somewhere, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You want to see something that's unstoppable? It's not the gates of hell. It's the church of the living God, the church of Jesus Christ. And man, I'm so glad I get to be a part of it. Come on, somebody. Let's Let's give God five seconds of praise because we get to be a part of his church. Amen. So good. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Amen. Oh, so good. To think we get to be a part of that. We're planting 20 churches in the U.S. That's why this is an opportunity. I want to show you where these are going to be at. We're, we're planting a church in Tampa Bay, Florida. We're planting a church in Colorado Springs. We're planting a church in Nashville, Tennessee, in L.A. Some of these places are places where there's gates of hell, where there's obstacles that seem they can't be moved. You think of Seattle. Seattle statistically is one of the most post-Christian cities in the nation. It's in the top 10 and we're planting a church there. Yeah, it's, that's exciting. And to think what could happen. You know, they say uh, Pew Research actually in 2019 did a study and it said that nons, those with no religious affiliation, outnumber evangelical Christians, Roman Catholic, Catholics, mainline Protestants in the whole state of Washington. 
It's a place where the church needs to be planted and the gates of hell need to come down. Amen. And we're going to be planting a church there. We're going to be planting with this couple. We'll put them on the screen. And it's so exciting uh, to think about Drew and this is Drew and Emma Davies and their family. And they're actually originally from Australia and they moved to Seattle in March of 2020. And God is already working. You know, they said that uh, that one of the big problems in Seattle is just this apathetic, apathetic attitude towards faith. But they've seen already a revival in people's faith. They're seeing God move as people want to be a part of the church, as people are engaging the church in a powerful way. They already have on their launch team, uh, they have 200 people on their launch team. And they're, they're excited about what God is going to do. Now listen to this. They had a couple that came to the church, Rochelle and Jason. And this couple's unsaved. They're living together. They're not married. They uh, got married. They gave their hearts to Christ, and they're now on their launch team. And they're just seeing God move in such a powerful way. The gates of hell will not overcome the church. Another church we're planting is in the Chicago area with Max and Juliet Lyons. We'll put them on the screen. I think they are such a beautiful couple with beautiful kids, and it just makes me want to have babies all over again. But uh, I'm just holding back more comments on that for Beth. <laughs> But think about this, the North American Missions Board says this, that in Chicago, and we'll put it on the screen, only 3% of Chicagoland's 9.5 million people are evangelical Christians. That's sad. That needs to change. What will change that? Churches. People going in and saying, we're putting a stake in the ground for Jesus. You know, Chicago has had a bad year. In 2020, uh, murders and shootings are up 20%. But we're planting a church there. We're, we, you know what? They say they're going to plant churches. Their heart and their goal is to plant churches all across Chicago. Jesus is building his church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now, as we think about what we're going to do, I, I want to put our thoughts on this scripture. In Proverbs, it says this. If people can't see what God is doing, they're going to stumble all over themselves. Maybe in life you're not joining in with what the Lord's doing right now, and you find yourself stumbling all over yourself. You're building one thing and that falls apart, or, or you're going one direction and you feel like, man, it just feels empty now. But you need to join in with what God is doing, because what happens when you do that? But when they attend to what he reveals, that's where the blessing is when they attend to what he reveals. That's, that's us saying, God, what are you doing? And I want to be a part of it. God, that's what you're passionate about? God, then that's what I want to be passionate about. God, that's where your heart is. That's what your heart hurts for. God, that's what you care about. Lord, move my heart. Lord, help me to hurt for what you hurt for. And when we do that, and we, then we say, God, then I'm going to be a part of it. That's where the blessing the blessing is the blessing of God on our lives, the blessing of God on our finances. You know what? Maybe you're not seeing the blessing of God in your finances. I want to encourage you to say, my finances, Lord, are going to be used for what your heart is for. And you watch, you're attending to what God reveals and you experience the blessing on your life. You experience, I want to encourage you to grab once again, 
your missions card. And, and uh, if you're watching online, once again, we'll put a link on the screen, but you can go to jamesriverchurch missions. And, you know, as we're thinking about what we're going to do, what you're going to do, I, I, first of all, I get it, you know, if you can't tell, we're a little excited, all right? A little happy, a little pumped up. And I'm telling you this, this is why. These are the moments, these are the times, these are the opportunities where I've seen God work over and over again. I've seen him work in my parents' life over and over again as they stepped out in faith, that they said, God, we wanna do something big. And then watching them experience God's blessing and God's supernatural supply. And I, I, it's, it's encouraging to have a legacy like that where you're like, even watching in this time, get excited about it. We get excited because Beth and I have seen this scripture in our lives over and over again. When we have a moment, you know, it doesn't matter. Maybe you're like, well, I didn't even know we were doing this until, until I walked in today. I, that, doesn't, that's not, that doesn't matter. I can tell you there've been times where like, where God just puts us in a situation we didn't plan on and God says, hey, I want you to be a part of that. Then we get to live this scripture again, where we say, oh God, that's what you're doing. Or God, I feel you speaking to my heart. God, if that's what you want us to do, then we're all in. And we see the blessing and have seen the blessing of God over and over again in our lives. Maybe you were here last week and you did write something down. I'll tell you this, for us, this is often how it happens. We're, we, we write something down and then we go through the week and as we're praying and think about it, we're thinking like the Holy Spirit speaking to us and saying, hey, I think you could do more. And we're like, oftentimes we don't know how that's gonna work, but we wanna be missionaries of supply. You know what a missionary of supply is? Beth and I, we're not, we're not on the ground in Burundi. We're not living in Seattle. We're not living in Chicago, but we can be missionaries there by being a missionary of supply. And that's really what, as you're praying, as you're thinking about what you would do, maybe what you do as a family, maybe you talk to your life group and say, hey, as a life group, we're gonna plant a church. Maybe as a couple, you could plant multiple churches. And if you can, you should. But what you're saying when you do a faith promise is you're saying, God, I believe you're going to pour your supply through me to be a missionary of supply. Maybe you're thinking like, I don't have the supply. That really is inconsequential when it comes to what God can do through you. Because when you make a faith promise, you're saying, God, I believe you're gonna pour your supply through me. And once again, this is over and above giving. This isn't tithing. This is different from welcome to the future. If you're giving welcome to the future, once again, thank you so much. You're making a big difference for the kingdom. But this is missions giving. And God wants to use you to build his church in a powerful way. And it's not about what we can budget or what we can work out on our own. It's about what God can do through us. And so as we prepare to fill these out, maybe you're gonna fill it out online. Before we do that, I wanna read you this testimony from Hector and Eden Cruz. They say this, and this will, this will build your faith because it's an awesome story. And it shows how God can pour his supply through us and how he blesses us honestly when we give. What a year, my wife, what a year, he says. My wife and I made a faith promise commitment that was beyond what we could do according to the budget spreadsheet. Starting out, I would give slowly when I knew we had the money during the month. About halfway through the summer, I was convicted about that. 
I felt God challenging me to give at the beginning of the month. Summer is a lean time for us since my wife is a preschool teacher and I made the decision to go for it anyway. Wow, what has happened since has been absolutely incredible. I'm not sure we will ever not do a faith promise com a commitment again in the future. Since getting serious about it, we sold our home for 55% more than we purchased it for. We paid off our van. I paid cash to replace my failing car. We found a larger house for our growing family. And then this past year, my wife and I have both received raises in our jobs. God really does immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. All we have to do is believe he will do what he says he will do. I firmly believe the best is yet to come for our family, for the church. God is so good. Praise the Lord. Can we praise the Lord with them together? Isn't that cool? I think that shows us a couple things. First of all, when we step out and we say, God, I'm going to make a faith promise, God pours his supply into us. God loves to do that. And then there's also, it's also powerful in faith building. And honestly, it activates God supernaturally working in our finances, not just when we fill out the card, but when we fill it out and then say, God, I believe you're going to do this. So I'm going to put seed in the ground. Beth and I do that because we want to start giving as quickly as we can because we want to get seed in the ground because we want to see God bless. We believe God is going to bless our faith promise as we begin to give. And then that's the great thing. Then you get to be a part of something supernatural. You know, the kind of thing that you can tell your kids about that say, guys, we gave and we saw God bless here in a way that we never thought was possible. And guys, we gave here. Now we're teaching our kids about giving. They all have jerry cans because they're raising money for water and they're doing jobs around the house that don't make that big of a difference when it comes to the job usually. <laughs> but we love that they're learning about giving. It's the legacy they're learning. It's a powerful thing. And God's going to work supernaturally in their life. God's going to work supernaturally in our life. And God's going to work supernaturally in your life as you step out in faith and say, God, I want to be a missionary of your supply. God, I want to plant churches. God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I believe you can do it. And God, I want to be a part of seeing you do a miracle in my finances. And you put seed in the ground. You watch God bless you in a powerful way. What an exciting opportunity we have. So right now, I want to encourage you to grab your faith promise card, get out your pen. Now, if you're, if you're here and you're like, man, I really do feel like as I've been going through the week and as I'm sitting here and thinking about church planting and what God would have me do, that I feel like I need to step out in faith in a bigger way, or I just need, I feel like God's wanting us to give more as a couple. I, I wanna encourage you, when you fill out your card, what you'll do is on the amount, write the full amount. Don't write the additional amount, write the full new amount. And then at the top of your card, write new card. And if you're watching online, same kind of thing for you. You can write the full new amount in the form. And then there's a button that you can say, this is a new faith promise. This is an increased faith promise amount. But I want to pray for you. Let's fill these out. And then I want to pray over those who are filling out a faith promise card that God will bless you. 
that God will pour his provision into your life, that you'll see God work in your life in a supernatural way, that it will build your faith. And so let's fill these out right now. And as we fill them out, I want to encourage you on this. Don't, uh, don't write like, as you sign your name, don't write like Chewbacca or Tony Stark or Baby Yoda or whatever comes to your mind. Uh, write your name and make sure you write it legibly. Don't do your best impersonation of a doctor's signature uh, because we'll only count them if we can read them and if your name's on it because that helps us plan. We want to have real faith promises because we're doing some real planning to use the resources that God brings in the best way possible to be most effective in it. And so write your name legibly on there and uh, you can put on there whether you're going to give it uh, the full amount or you know how much you intend to give the year or how much you intend to give weekly and you know God's going to use it I'm filling mine out right here God's going to use it in a big way as we give and then take your card and maybe uh, maybe take what you're, if you're going to give, I know so many people give online. Uh, I would encourage you to do that in the service or, or right after the service to say, you know what, I'm going to give. You can give through the app or, or whatever. But let's take our faith promise cards. If you're watching online, you can just lift your hand. But can we lift up our faith promise cards? I'm going to invite the host to come right now. And let's just, I want to pray a blessing over every person. And I want to pray a blessing over what God's calling to do. So will you lift your hand, lift up your faith promise. Father, thank you for your supernatural supply. It's a joy and a privilege to be a part of what you're doing. God, and, and the great thing is, God, I pray for those who are maybe at the beginning of their giving journey, God. The great thing is, I pray that they would see your blessing in a supernatural way, God. Some people are giving for the first time, and I pray, Lord, that, God, that there would be a supernatural just pouring out of your blessing on their life. And Lord, that we would be builders of the church, God. We pray that you would use our faith promises and our giving, God, to make a difference for the kingdom. God, we pray that the gates of hell would be defeated, that what Jesus said would happen. And God, we thank you for what you're gonna do. We are so excited we get to be a part of it and we ask it in Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.